Welcome back to another episode of Best Hour of Their Day. We have Dallin Pepper on today's episode. Dallin Pepper is the world's fittest teenager. He's a CrossFit Games champion in 2017 and 2018, and he's heading back to Madison later this month for the 2019 CrossFit Games. I loved talking with Dallin because he's got his life together at 17 years old. I feel like he's got his life together just a bit more than I do at 41. And it was pretty impressive to just hear him talk about life, about his training, about keeping balance between training, friends, sports at school, his schoolwork, his parents, all that good stuff. He's a really great kid. And although he's only a teenager, I think it was really interesting to hear from him from so many different perspectives that regardless of how old you are, you can really learn from him. And of course, when you're that fit, you know a little bit about fitness. So it was really cool to hear all of that. And I couldn't help but think about myself at 17 years old and how I was far more interested in hanging out with my friends. Sure, I'd head to the gym and do my chest and try routine, but I was not nearly as disciplined as Dallin. So we really hope you enjoyed this episode. Fourth of July, sit back, kick back, whatever you like to do on the fourth, whether it's watch fireworks. I'm not a huge fireworks fan. They scare the dogs a bit too much. I don't know how people who have dogs can enjoy fireworks because they are huddled in the corner looking like they're gonna, you know, poop themselves. But enjoy your 4th of July, whatever you do at the box, whether you do a hero workout, take a rest day, or, or just head out to the beach and chill out. Have a great holiday. We've got some other great episodes coming for you in addition to Dallin. We've got Tasia from the Mayhem team coming at you later this week. And next week, we've got Kelly Sturette, uh, the man behind the mobility push in the United States will be on the episode. So you're not going to want to miss that. So We've got tons and tons of great content coming to you on Best Hour of Their Day. Thank you so much for supporting us. As always, I encourage you to head over to the Apple Podcast app and leave us a review. It really makes a difference. And we also appreciate seeing all of you guys sharing our episodes in the Instagram stories. It's always great to be tagged on those. So thanks so much. Keep sending us questions. Keep sending us topics. We appreciate it. Speaking on behalf of Fern, I can tell you he appreciates it. Here we go. Dallin Pepper on Best Hour of Their Day. All right, Dallin Pepper is here, and we already figured out that's how you pronounce it. It's Dallin. Yes, Dallin, you, yep. You are the first Dallin I've ever met. Is that a significant name in your family? Um, Not really. I think my parents just liked it, so they went with it. Your father's not a Dallin, in other words. Nope. nope. All right. So I've already introduced you, but it's pretty cool. How old are you? I'm 17 years old. So for the listeners, for most of us at 17, it was like, all right, what kind of trouble can I get into? You <laughs> You are winning the CrossFit Games. Yeah. Yep. You know, and that's really what is most interesting to me. It's It's twofold. One, is it, I mean, you don't have a frame of reference, but is it unique to be a 17-year-old CrossFit Games champion? Like, what do your other friends think? What do your teachers think? You know, and so, for example, yeah. I'm listening to a lot about Muhammad Ali right now. And Muhammad mm -hmm. Ali was this amazing champion, went to the Olympics, and his teachers were like, we can't control this guy. Yeah. Is, that, is that what you're like? Are you just crazy? Like, the school can't control you because you're like, hey, I'm the champ. <laughs> I'm the champ. No, so actually, when I first started competing, I played baseball and football before I started CrossFit and I actually stopped playing those to focus on CrossFit. And I got a lot of crap for that at first and people were mad. I wasn't playing baseball and football anymore. And I was just lifting. I was just the kid that liked to lift. And, uh, so I was kind of like the odd one for a while. And then after I won the first games, people kind of like, Oh, this is kind of cool. So they started like kind of respecting what I was doing and, it was cool to see them realize the work I was putting in, but I try and stay as humble as possible at school. And if I, if people don't bring up that I've won, then I don't like go up in their face, you know? Well, but. when you, when you show up with your, 
white jersey it's kind of <laughs> so, so you, you know you, you say well you're humble about it which is really awesome and have you introduced any of your teachers to crossfit like do they do crossfit and realize how good you are because if you don't know crossfit it's it's one of those sports that's easy to be like oh i can do that do you have teachers yeah. that do it and they're like no this kid is really good there's a couple of some of the baseball coaches uh, do CrossFit. And so they realize that. And then there's a couple other teachers at the school that do. And then other ones will just see like me in the local newspaper after I had won. And they're like, well, I teach this kid. And they always bring it up when I'm back at school. So it's funny. It, how big of a deal is it in, in, in Spanish Fork that you're the two-time champion, that you're going back to the CrossFit Games this year? Currently, you know, as the top seed? Um, I feel like people support me a ton and I appreciate that more than they'll ever know. I've got support from every gym around here, all my friends, family, and they're all rooting for me for a three-peat. So. And, and most importantly, the girls. Are, is there like <laughs> the girls just come out like of the woodworks? Like, you know, for me, I was a wrestler and wrestling wasn't a big deal. Like you could be the best wrestler in school and no one cared. But if you played no. basketball, big deal. Do girls look up to you like and admire you because you are this champion? Um, not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> they like, they're like they're baseball players, you know? Yeah, exactly. So is it what we were talking about? I was talking to your coach, Matt Torres, who owns the yep. box that, that I go to and we were saying how crazy it is in this day and age that like, like you alluded to when, when we were kids, the only reason to go to the gym was to get better at our sport. Your yeah, yeah, sport yeah. is basically the gym. Mm -hmm. What has that been like for you making that transition out of, you know, team or organized sports into the world of CrossFit? Um, one thing like I always found it super intriguing about CrossFit and one of the reasons I fell in love with it was like, it's all on you no matter what, like you can't blame someone else for making a mistake or anything like that. What you do in the gym is going to reflect on the competition floor and like, it's all on you. You have nowhere to push the blame and how hard you work is the re what results you'll earn. So. With that being said, have you, what, what has been your biggest mistake in competition? Do you remember in one competition? There's so the obstacle courses at every single competition seem to just really get me. <laughs> the first year at the 2017 CrossFit Games, uh, I was in the lead going into the obstacle course, and then I took 19th out of 20 kids. So and I, I bombed. It, did they run it the same way they did the individuals, where it was four-person heats, and if you lost your, is that no, how they you know, it the we had one we had one try through it, and it was just best time is in that yep. order mm -hmm. and I just bombed it and then going into the 2018 games they announced the obstacle course and like all right this one's mine this year and uh so going over the cargo net there's black lines on the sides and we weren't allowed to cross outside them and there's like three people in my lane and my foot went outside the line so I had to go down the cargo net background up and over again I did better than 19th but those were probably the two biggest mistakes yeah, that year, there was more to the workout, so you can probably make up a little bit of time yeah. than on that one obstacle. Are mm -hmm. you, now knowing that, knowing the games, you know, are back in Madison, of course, we don't know exactly how it'll change. Are you doing any specific training for obstacle courses? Um, not necessarily specifically for obstacle courses, but I'm playing other sports, and I think that's going to transfer over. I played baseball again this year. I actually have football right now. We have two days this week, but I think that's just learning and playing other sports again transfers over more than people think. And I think that's just making me a better athlete. And I know next time if there's an obstacle course that shows up, go into it relaxed and just see what happens. What was the reason you decided to go back into baseball and football? Um, I'm in high school and sometimes I forget that. And I love baseball and football, and I don't want to regret not playing. So I played my junior year of baseball, and then I'll play my senior year of football and baseball again. So. Has that interfered with your training? Um, I wouldn't say interfered. I haven't been able to train like 
I would like to or normally do, but it's like different training. Like the first week of baseball, I don't think I've ever been more sore, including after the CrossFit games, just because it's so different. And I think I've actually been getting stronger, even though I've been training less with other sports getting in the way. But now that it's summertime, I'm focused on CrossFit. So right now, from June until the end of July, is it just full gear, get ready for the games? Yeah. Yep. What does that look like? Does it change? You know, so the average CrossFit athlete's putting in four, six, eight hours a day. Mm -hmm. They don't have to sit in school for eight hours. Yeah. You know, you probably have some homework. What What does your day of training look like? How many hours are you putting in? Um, so thankfully I'm not in school right now and I won't be until after the games. So I've got, you're done already for the year. Yeah. Yep. We're done with school. So typically I'll wake up and I'll get some breakfast. I actually coach down at the gym every morning. I do a kids and teens class and then I'll train for two to three hours after I coach and I'll come home and I'll eat, rest up, do some mobility and then go back for another hour and a half, two hours or go to my garage. So how supportive are your parents in this? I couldn't do without them. They're always making sure I have the food I need to eat and they know that I need to get to bed, then make sure I get to bed. And yeah, I just couldn't do it without them. They're the best. Does your training trump family obligations? It used to, and I'm glad it doesn't anymore. I've learned a lot the last couple of years. Those first two years, nothing would ever get in the way of my training. And which was great. Like I learned from it and it paid off, but family is important. And having those experiences with family, friends, all that creating memories is just as important as training. Yeah. I mean, is it like, hey, dad's telling you to take the garbage? You're like, Dad, I need to rest. I got a big workout tomorrow. You take out the garbage. Like, does is that what happens? Uh, no. no. <laughs> That'd be cool, but no, I I got my jobs. I gotta do it. <laughs> One week of the year where I can pull that off is at the games. Do, I don't do, I don't carry my bags. They carry everything. Good parents. Are they into CrossFit as well? Yeah, they both actually they both train or they both work out at the same gym I go to. My mom's getting her level one this weekend and my dad has his. So, Oh yeah. She's going this weekend to her level one. Yep. Is she going to wear like one of your jerseys? We had a, <laughs> I did a, I did a level one and it was Haley's mom, I believe. Yeah. And she came through and she was all, you know, bragging about, it was right before last year's games. Yeah. 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 So it was really cool to see. Um, now, most of the people I've had on Games Athletes, I've spoken to Austin, uh, James Hobart, Chris Spieler, they've all been on the show. They are beat up. What does a teenager's body feel like? Uh, being a teenager is awesome. I mean, Do you feel fine? Like, do yeah, you ever wake like, up and you're like, just, I'm so sore, or are you good to go? I mean, obviously you wake up really sore, but you start moving through it, you feel fine. There's little aches but it's usually just tight muscles. Like you just eat enough and sleep enough. And as a teenager, you're doing fine. So <laughs> what, when was the most sore you've ever been? Um, 2018 Wadapalooza. I could not walk down the halls of my hotel room. What? My, grandma, my grandma beat me. <laughs> <laughs> well, your bad. family is probably all fit, even grandma. <laughs> but what, what caused that? What, was it a specific workout, just the culmination of all the training? There was a swim, air squat, sandbag clean workout. And it was like 300 air squats. And when I start air squatting, I just kind of don't stop. And maybe I should sometimes because then my quads blow up. And like, I just couldn't move with them. And, and how long did that take to recover from? A good week, at least. It was, it was rough. <laughs> But like you said, a little bit of sleep and, and some yeah, food. I mean, so do you have people talking to you? You know, you're 17. Again, relating it back to Muhammad Ali. Everybody's talking about, hey, are you worried about your brain? Are you worried about this? And he's like, no, no, I'll be fine. Of course, we know what happens years later. Yeah. Are you at all concerned? Hey, am I beating my body up a lot at this young age? What's going to happen when I'm 30? Or are you on top of it? I'm, I consider myself very on top of it. If something hurts in any sort of way, I stop doing whatever's hurting it. 
talk to my coach, Matt, and we work through it. We'll just avoid hurting that anymore. Um, my favorite subject in school is like how the body works and all that stuff. So I know how to take care of my muscles. I go get worked on making sure I'm eating and sleeping and just staying healthy. There's no point in doing it if you're not healthy. So. Absolutely. When you say eating, what is, what would you say you consume on a daily basis? I mean, the average parent complains about their teenage boys eating too much. I'd imagine you're eating significantly more than the average teenage boy. Yeah. It's about 4,200 calories. So clean eating or you eating pancakes and donuts to get those calories in. Depends on the day. My nutrition coach from M2, uh, she's taught me some tricks, how to get some calories in quick after workouts. So, so what's your best trick for that? I like fig bars. Those things are loaded with fig, just calories. Like fig Newton type bars. Yeah. And, what, and what's your go-to? Like, what would be your ultimate? I don't have to worry about how I feel after just eat this food. Um, burgers and fries, sweet potato fries. Burgers. That's paleo. That's still good for you. Um, good though. <laughs> When when you're at the games, is it anything goes as far as nutrition simply because you need to get the calories in? Um, I try and keep it pretty similar to what I'm doing during training and throughout the summer. But, like, I'm not super, super strict all summer. I just make sure I hit my numbers for my macros and calories and then do it the same at the games. Sometimes throw in some ice cream at night, get a little extra food in, so... Have you checked out Ian's Pizza in Madison? No, but I will. Yeah, you have to go there. Every year I get four slices after the games. So <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Right down, down Madison. What, what's the discussion amongst the teenagers for this year for the games? You know, everybody lost their mind all year. I'm yeah. Sure, you know, it seems to me from a distance and talking to Matt that you guys are all pretty friendly and you keep in mm-hmm. touch. What, what have you guys been talking about when it comes to the games, the evolution of it? So you mean like who's competing this year or like how the games are working? Just how it's changed, both. Certainly who's competing because I wanted – I'll bring that up, but more so okay. how it's changed. And, and I don't think it's impacted the teenage division quite as much. Yeah. But w- what's been your thought about it? Um, at first it was a real hit to me because my number one goal this year was regionals. Um, and then that just kind of got taken away. So that was kind of hard for a while, but you can only control what you can control. And uh, I think eventually they'll work it out well and it'll go smoothly. Um, It's not my favorite way they're doing it this year. There's people that should be there that aren't there. And, but I mean, I'm excited to see what happens to it. It could be really good for the games and for the people competing. You, you work out with some of the best in the world. I mean, you go to these brute camps, you do these other comp- competitions. You know, I've seen pictures of you with Rich Froning. Is it strange for you to be friendly and competing with people that you probably looked up to three years ago? It's really weird, especially like, so when I first started, like the reason I started was because I saw the 2015 CrossFit Games. And so I knew all of the teenagers, like followed them on Instagram. I'd watched the events a hundred times. And then I showed up the, in 2017 after watching 15 and 16 and all these kids were there. Some of them were right next to me in the lanes next to me. And it was, it was weird. And then seeing all of the individuals there and they're all great people. They'll talk to you. And I think it's good to see that they're just people too. They just know how to work. Who's been the, who's the coolest games athlete you've interacted with? You left and you were like, that guy or girl was really cool to me. That's a, that's a tough question. Um, I think Stacy Tovar, I actually was able to go train with her twice, um, in 2017 and she just let me follow her around. She taught me all the tricks in the books and it was really cool. She's just an awesome person. Yeah. So. Stacy, Stacy's a, a great girl. She runs CrossFit. What is Omaha, yeah, in, in yeah. Nebraska, yeah. It's my buddy Joe's old old box. She bought it from him. Okay. Now, you say you watched 2015, you watched 2016. Where, did you? Is that your first exposure to CrossFit? Did you just stumble upon it? 
so my dad had started doing CrossFit at a box that's like 25 minutes from my house with my uncle. And I was currently playing baseball and football at the time. And they're like, hey, you should do this. Just help you get stronger. Um, it'll help you in all your other sports. And I was like, no, working out for fun sounds stupid. I'm not going to do that. And then they tried for like nine or 10 months to get me to do it. And then the CrossFit games were on. And my dad had like seen the Froning movie. He's like, you got to watch this. And then, so I saw the CrossFit games. I watched all the individuals. And then I saw there was a teenage division. I was like, okay, so you can compete in this. It's not just like working out for fun. I mean, it is, but, (laughs) but I saw the teenage division and I said, I want to do that. And I started that day. I went out to the garage and started doing CrossFit. If that's what you can call it. It wasn't much CrossFit, but I learned and now here I am. Do you remember what your first workout was? Um, I don't remember the first workout I did that day in the garage, but I know the first workout I did at Spanish Fork CrossFit was Annie. And you had double unders on day one? I had, I did attempted double unders. Attempted double unders. A lot of, a lot of whip marks. So. so this is in 2015. So in less than two years, you go from, hey, I see it on TV or ESPN or the internet to actually there. Did in, in 2016, did you do the open? Yeah, I did. But did you you qualify for the games that year? No, I was like 128th and they took the top 10. So the teenage division's always been 10 per age category, correct? Well, in 2017 and 2018, they took the top 20 and then this year they dropped it back down to 10. So it was 10, they went 20 for two years and now it's back Mm -hmm. to 10. At what point did you realize, hey, I'm actually pretty good at this? Um, I think the open, the 2016 open was good for me. I learned what like I needed to work on. And then I did a couple other qualifiers later in that year. And then I don't think it was till the 2017 open. I took fifth that year and I was like, okay, because my goal was just to make it to the CrossFit games. And I knew I could do that. But then when I took fifth, I'm like, I want to win this thing. So well, so you have a skewed definition of good. Like most people would be like, hey, I'm top thousand. Like I came in top 500 <laughs> in my age group. And I was like, I'm really good at this thing. <laughs> so I, there was no like idea that like, okay, I can maybe even make the games. Was it like a month in you're like, hey, I'm like, I'm picking up double unders. I s- snatched 225. I'm, I'm, are your coaches, is your father, is somebody like, hey, Dallin, you don't know, but you're actually killing it. Well, so it's funny because like I walked into Spanish Fort CrossFit and I told the owner, I was like, I want to go to the CrossFit games. That was the first thing I told him. Yeah. And speaking as an affiliate owner, we've heard that thousands oh, of yeah, times. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. Exactly. That's what he told me. He's like, well, I've heard that. And like, you're, you're 14 years old. Like, let's <laughs> see how this goes. And uh, so then I just started working out. And then one of the coaches there kind of took me under our wing and we started doing stuff. And she's like, you've got a good shot. Like, They'd been doing CrossFit for years. And I think that support really helped me understand that I had a good shot and just kept pushing me. Who who was that coach? Lindy Young. Lindy. And that's so all of your training for CrossFit at home has been at Spanish Fork CrossFit. Mm-hmm. And and obviously you hit the road, you train all over, but that's your home base. Yeah, that's the gym I go to the most. And you had already had equipment in the garage before yeah. all of this happened? Mm-hmm. Not a ton, but we had enough to do some stuff. Do you remember the first workout where you beat your dad? Hmm. It had, probably was something with running because he doesn't run. <laughs> I mean, was there was that a goal of yours? You know, as a teenager, I remember wrestling. I was really small, so what, like my senior year, I grew a little bit, got stronger. I was like, now I'm be- I'm stronger than my dad. Did you? Yes. It wasn't necessarily a workout. I think the first time I ever like outlifted him or anything, we were snatching and I was able to hit 200 and he was only like 190, 195. So I was pumped. But, and was he like proud, but at the same time, like, wow, my, my son. Is <laughs> yep, that's exactly. Yep. Do, do you have any? Never, I will never deadlift more than him. I'll give him that. Well, is he, is your father, is your family fit? Do you have any other siblings? Are they fit as well? I have four younger siblings. They they come to the kids class I do, but they're doing other stuff right now. So 
So your your parents aren't like crazy uh, TV parents that are like everyone's doing CrossFit. No, no, no. They all need to be CrossFit champions. Like no, that. they're just the the average parents that go to the box every day. So has has it changed a lot though in the in the family? Is it just are you you know you see it in other sports even where the family becomes the wrestling family, the hockey family? Yeah. Are you guys the CrossFit family? Um. I guess you could kind of say that for the longest time we were the baseball family. And then actually none of us played baseball for two years and it was the weirdest thing. And, uh, so we started doing a lot of us did CrossFit for a little bit, my brother's mountain bike. So you could kind of say we're the CrossFit family. At, at what point when you're training at Spanish fork, you realize it's going well, do you reach out to somebody and say, okay, I need my own coach for this. Um, so the owner of the old owner of Spanish Fort CrossFit did coach me the 2017 season. And then I went to a brute camp up in Salt Lake, just about an hour away. And I was up there. And once it was over, I realized like, these are probably the best coaches in the whole world. And I learned so much from that camp. So I went up to Adrian Conway. I was like, Hey, what do I need to do to be able to work with you guys in some coaching? And then he's like, well, we could start you on one of our tracks. And we just got talking for a minute. And then got home later that day, uh, I got a call from Matt Bruce, the weightlifting coach. He's like, Hey, we want you to be one of our athletes and we're going to have Matt Torres coach you one-on-one. -on -one. And I was pumped. I was so excited. Yeah, so. Adrian probably didn't realize he was talking to a champ at the time, right? <laughs> he he was blowing you off a little bit, and then they're like, "Who is this kid? Oh, he won. <laughs> we'll take him on." How? Yeah. What's your relationship like with Matt Torres? Um, he's the best coach I've ever seen. He understands like. In fairness, you've only had two coaches. But I mean, I've had other coaches <laughs> in other sports. Like, no, 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 but um, he's like the most understanding dude ever. Um. He gets that like sometimes life gets in the way of training and he's just always there to help push me and smartest coach I've ever seen. Yeah. He's a, you know, he's a really good dude and he obviously cares a lot. So it's yeah. cool to hear that. Do you have any, any specific memories where Matt got you fired up? Like, was it at last year's games? Like Matt's pretty common demeanor has yeah, he yeah. gotten fired up and excited. There's been a couple of events where like it's been really close and I just stuck to my game plan like executed and I'll look up right after I finish and he's fired up it's cool it's, it's fun yeah Matt is really really good at planning and mm -hmm. attacking workouts I'm sure if you did it well and it yielded like a win there yeah, yeah. that he was really excited about it yeah yeah so Let's say you go back, you win this year, three-time champ. Now you're, you've aged out, right? This is your last year as a teenager. What's, what's next in CrossFit? What are the goals there? Um, so I will be playing football and baseball and going still in school. Um, the goal is to get to a couple sanctioned events next year, maybe one or two. We were looking at the Rogue one and then possibly like Granite Games in the summer. Um, just go out there, get the feel for the sanctioned events. And then later that year, the next year, be on the big floor. So you want to transition from teenager to individual this, the next yeah. year. So you're yeah. going to do the October open. Will you, you will be officially an individual male in this October open. Yep. And then long-term is your plan to go to school after high school? I'm yeah, I'll go to school. Yep. What's your, you know, at 17, I had no idea what I want to do at 41. I still don't, but do you have an <laughs> idea of what you'd like to do in your life? Um, I thought like, I enjoy like how the body works. Like I said earlier, so like health sciences and different things like that interest me. So I'll probably go down like the health route, some sort of like doctor or something like that. And then I've also thought about engineering. So I'm kind of on the fence. All right, you can combine those, I'm sure. Yeah. Now, with that being said, do you secretly or maybe not so secretly think to yourself, I'll go to school as a fallback, but CrossFit's my career? The goal is to go to school and then never use my degree. Yeah, <laughs> that's 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 what I want to hear. Because, I mean, 
there's so much potential these days, right? I mean, yeah. you, you go to the games and win once that's, you know, three years salary or more yep. and not to mention the sponsorship that go, but good that your parents I'm sure are encouraging you to have a, a backup plan. Yeah. And like school is important to me. It always has been. Uh, I work just as hard in school. That's one thing I would tell any kid work hard in school. Oh. So what we were talking about earlier is it seems to me like the teenagers are a really friendly bunch. Are you yeah. guys all close together? So this year is really interesting because there's only 10 of us and me and then three of the other kids are best friends. We've hung out multiple times over the years. Last year, we all went to Seattle for a week. It's for, so me. Fun? Yeah, just to hang out and train. Who are these three? So it's me, James Sprague, Tudor Magda, and Reese Mitchell. And we were all there in 2017. And these me are all uh, male men. Boys, yeah. Whatever yep. you guys refer to yourself as. Because <laughs> the, names, the, the names were like, ah, Reese could go either way. Okay. Yeah. But, so the four dudes that are competing, you're friendly, you go to Seattle. Yep. Um, we were both, we were all there in the 2017 games. And then me and Tudor, who's also coached by Matt along with James, uh, we were there last year. We both ended up winning. So before the 2018 games, we we're just like, hey, let's all get together. So James and Tudor live out in Seattle. I flew out there and then Reese came from England and we just spent a good week together and we're best friends. So how hard is it? What's cool, you know, I had really close friends in wrestling and yeah. you had to basically fight them. Yeah. Right? Because they went to different schools, but you know, you train together in these camps, you learn together. What's it like? Is this year all will all four of you be in the 16, 17 year old division? Yeah. And all four of you have qualified. Yes. So 40% of the male athletes in that 16, 17 are best friends. Yeah. <laughs> what is that like looking, you know, assuming the last heat, you're going to be four across the middle lanes, right? Yep. What, what is that like? Hey, we put our friendship aside and we're going into this, but how do you, how do you guys act all week knowing you're competing against one another? We're all there to win. And I think we all respect that. But like back in the warm up area, we're going to be messing around. We're teenage boys and we're just hanging out, having a good time. Uh, we like to keep it loose. It'll be fun. And when you say messing around, are you pranking each other? Or is it just like uh, fun talking trash? Probably just talking trash. I I wouldn't prank anyone in the middle of the CrossFit Games, maybe like after maybe, we finish. Maybe you should this year. <laughs> yeah, so, just, you know, being a judge at the Games, the male athletes talk trash, have fun. The girls yeah. are insane. They are not talking to each other. Is it the same thing? <laughs> yeah. You know, they're, is it the same for the teenagers? The teenagers are exactly the same. The yeah. girls, like, they're all so nice. They're great. But they, like, they don't want to be talked to. They, they're in their zone. And when they're in the warm-up area, you just don't talk to them. When they're in the corrals, don't say a word to them. And then they'll, they'll talk for a little bit after, and then they go back to just dead serious. So it's funny. Is there, is there flirting going on amongst the 16, 17-year-old teenage boys and girls in the compet the competitive ones? Um, the ones that are there just for a good time? Absolutely. The ones <laughs> there to win? Not a chance. <laughs> Do you, you know, in, in the games, for example, I spoke to Carlene Matthews. She's a three-time games competitor. She's going to the uh, Masters this year. And she said, in, on, in all honesty, a lot of the competitors are there and they don't think they're going to win. You know, there's 40 of them. Yeah. Being only 10 of you, do you think everyone is showing up knowing they have a shot to win? Um, me personally, I'm nervous about every single guy there. They're all working to win, and they all have the same goal as I that I do. So I think everyone's there to win. But do you have a target on your back coming back Absolutely. as a champ? Yeah. yeah. Do you think Sprague, Tudor, and Reese like talk about you and try to figure out how they can beat you? They talk about... They talk about me in a group chat that I'm in. Like, <laughs> it's to behind your back, but to your face. Yeah, to my face. They'll say stuff. Yeah. You don't think they have another side chat that's just three of them and you're not on it? I mean, probably. I'll, I'll ask them. They're actually <laughs> coming here this weekend. So now, Matt, how many of those guys is Matt also coaching? 
So it's me, James, and Tudor. So he is. He has about three of the ten athletes that he's warming up and coaching in that division. Who is his favorite? Me, obviously. Do you do you think? Do you really <laughs> think you're his favorite? No, he I, he loves us all. I know he does, but we we all have a lot of fun. Yeah, and that's the cool thing about CrossFit. He could be coaching you to game plan this way because your strength is in mm-hmm. all balls while somebody else. And it's not like I'm trying to beat this person. And I would assume just yeah. like in wrestling, it's like I want to beat these guys knowing they did their best, not they yeah, did Yeah, absolutely. Best. Like when – if someone were to get injured that was like there to really push me, I would not – I would hate that for them. Like I want them to show up as their best and then I want to beat them. So in reality, though, only three of you could be on the podium. Yes. One of you is going to be – I mean, assuming – I'm assuming you were the four best only because you were the four that I, you know, know and like right now. So yeah. one of you is going to be kind of watching from the fourth place spot. Yeah. How is that going to be? Is it just, is it going to be like, Hey, we feel bad, but the next day we're talking trash. Yeah. I think it'll be like that. Like <laughs> everyone's out there doing their best and what happens is what happens. So, so you, you, in addition to all of this, we've discussed coach as well. You were saying, Mm-hmm. When did you get your level one? I got my level one in April. Oh, just I, earlier this year? Yeah, I've been helping out, like kind of shadowing uh, at the kids and teens class, but the coach that does that with me is actually moving. So I'm taking over that and I love it. It's lots of fun. Who do you remember the trainers that were at your level one? I assume you saw Doug, was Doug Zakaris there? Doug was there. Yep. And then Adrian and Becky. Becky Harsh. Yep. She's, she's a badass. So I yes, just had Doug and, and Chris on the uh, podcast together. Okay. So did they know who you were when you showed up? Yeah. I mean, I've, I work with Adrian a lot with through Brew, and then FNX is one of the companies I work with. So when I walked in, he's, he texted me before I went there and he's like, Hey, I'll see you this weekend. And then Doug, he's always at the games. And, uh, Oh, I know it wasn't Doug. Um, now it's leaving me. Was it Joe Westerlin? No, it was, uh, the head judge for the teens. Uh, I'm not sure it judges the teens. It might've been, um, Jason McDonald or Eric O'Connor. It was Eric. 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 Yeah. Eric. Eric is a funny, funny guy. I, Eric is my favorite. He has given me crap all weekend. So. So he's one of the head coaches at uh, CrossFit Park City. I think he's actually co-owner yeah. with with Spieler. Yes. Yep. So so you leave there. You passed your test. Were you were you excited? What's 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 your next goal as a coach? If we look at it from simply just coaching now. Um, I like personally enjoy coaching the kids and teens just cause I feel like I can relate to them more than some of the adults. Like the adults do great, but I like to go have fun with them and just make sure they're always laughing and having a good time. And you can teach them some cool life lessons cause you have a whole hour that you can just like slip little stuff to them. That's like, Hey, be a good person. You know? Yeah. So you're, you're not only coaching CrossFit, you're coaching life to these teens. Yeah. I think that's important. I think uh, the gym somewhere, like if I, you can create the environment that they feel like safe and confident in, I think that's important for every kid to have. And do you, do they really look up to you? I mean, because you're this champion, are you just, do the kids come in and like respect everything you're saying? Um, a lot of the parents of the kids I coach, like we know most of them and they'll talk to my parents and pretty much a lot of the kids, like they come to just come hang out with me. And like they enjoy the CrossFit part, but we just have a good time. So, do you have ambitions of owning your own box? I think it'd be super cool. I would love to do that one day. Um, I enjoy competing more than I do coaching at the moment, but life always changes. So, what would you name your box? Um, I actually had a project in business management in class, and I had to create a business plan for. Uh, business and I chose a CrossFit box, so I did CrossFit Mountain. CrossFit Mountain. Yeah, I, I like it. That's a cool name. Were you? Were your teachers like? Of course, Dallin's. 
Yeah. Is a CrossFit box. You know, how we, we touched on this earlier, but I just can't help but thinking at 17, how much you've accomplished. What do you do to actively stay humble? You know, and I know that's maybe a strange question, but if I'm sure you're doing things regularly, because it's, it would be so easy to be like, I'm the champ, you know, to, what are you doing regularly to, to keep yourself in check? Well, the first thing, my mom has threatened me since I was nine years old that if I become cocky, I will be put in a tutu. So that's the that was the first thing. So having that threat of wearing a tutu is always yes. helpful. Yes. Yep. And then uh, I think with CrossFit, uh, if you get cocky, you're you're done for. You get humbled every single day you go in the gym. There's, there's always something to work on. And I think that's transferred over into school and any other sport or anything I'm working at is like, you can always get better. doesn't matter how good you are. Do you remember a specific weakness in your training that you had to really work hard to improve at? Um, strict handstand pushups. We're still working on them. What's your, what's your best set? Uh, probably like 22, 23. You know, I happen to be good at those. So to me, that's like, yeah, I can understand, but the average person listening Hearing that you could do 23 <laughs> hands, strict handstand pushups and you call it a weakness. It's like, <laughs> yeah, that, that's not too bad. Mm. I mean, they've come a long way, but there's still work to do. So let me ask you some quick stats, if you can remember them, just to get yeah, yeah. people, you know, that's so amazing, like what the potential of a 17-year-old is. What's your best snatch? 270. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's my fav- favorite lift ever right there. Clean and jerk? 330. 30. Back squat? 400. Deadlift? 450. All right, so we have some room for improvement. That's, I hear that. You have a 400-pound back squat, 330 clean. I think you should be pulling about 550. I would like to, and maybe I'd catch up to my dad. But All right, there, well, you, your dad, what's your dad's deadlift? 550. Oh, it is 550. Okay, yeah. let's, let's talk about some classic girl workouts. Fran? 218. That's been a good year and a half. That you got to get a sub two minute friend, Alan. I know. I need that. It's like, uh, that's the, that's the stuff right there. Did you do Murph th- last week? I did. What'd you get? Uh, I got 42, 48 unpartitioned. With a vest unpartitioned? Yeah. That's, that's one of the most legit things you've said right there. So you went with a vest. 100, you know, you did your mile, 100 pull-ups, 200, 300 consecutively back in that yeah. mile. That's pretty solid there. Matt let you do Murph this uh, close to the games. Was that a discussion? Um, since he started coaching me, I told him I want to do Murph on Memorial Day, and he's re- he programs it. So. That was it? Uh, yep. s- simple enough. Any That's other? Something. What's that? Go ahead. I was just going to throw out a couple other uh, classics. What about a, a 5K run? Um, I'm not sure on that one. All right, maybe we'll talk to Matt. Have you test that? Ooh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> any other any other workouts you're super proud of? Those scores? My mile time. I have a 5:42 mile, and that's been that went down to like 25 seconds in like three months last summer. So Wow. A five, four, like if you just, you know, coach Glassman used to say one day we'll see an athlete with a five minute mile and 500 pound back squat. Yeah. I mean, you're approaching both at 17. So that's really impressive. Are other coaches like reaching out to you? Not, not in the CrossFit world, but just like, is your high school wrestling coach trying to get you? Yeah, for sure. I would imagine he's like, Please, I mean, you would be a monster. On have you considered going into other sports for that reason? Just because you're so fit. Um. Well, for football this year, like coaches are pretty excited that I'm playing. I'm excited to be playing again. I've are you good that. at football relative to CrossFit? Um. Yeah. So. I, I'd say yeah. Is there any part of you that's like, okay, look, CrossFit's growing, the prize pool is growing but all it takes is one year in the NFL to have millions of dollars. Is there any part of you that says I'd, I would rather maybe seek this out? Um, I think I, well, I took three years off and I think those three years are very important to have if you're going to go play in the NFL and the NFL isn't really a lifestyle I want to live. 
Yeah. Um, like the the difference between a professional football player and professional CrossFitters very different. And I would lean towards the CrossFit side of things. Yeah, not as many blows to the head on the competition yeah. floor of CrossFit exactly. football. Now, when I was your age, I had to go get a real job. Not a real job, but uh, you know, as a busboy. Yeah, yeah. What's it like being a sponsored teenager? Um, it's interesting. I'm actually I can't get I have not been paid by any companies yet. Are you not allowed to? Because of NCAA rules. I have to be 18. Okay. So if if you got paid, you would be ineligible to go to college. Is that what would be the um it takes away um or scholarship? Like scholarship stuff. Gotcha. Like yeah, I haven't I haven't found like exactly where it says anything like that, but I just don't really mess with that. Being smart. Yeah. Smart. There's more to be gained by getting your college tuition. Yes. And, uh, you know, $200 for an Instagram post. Exactly. But but who are some of the companies that you are working with? Um, I work with Brute, obviously. Um, they're my coaches. I work with FNX. Um, they have the best supplements out there. They taste amazing. Um, rep fitness. They, they help me out with some gear for my garage. Um, Wad Relief, it's a muscle rub. Works great. I use it every day. And then Bear Complex. The grips, right? Yep, grips. When you take supplements, is there concern? You know, a lot of people that have popped for, for performance yeah, yeah. enhancers aren't actually taking them, right? But, you know, there's cross-contamination. Do you do yeah. anything... Are you really watching something or, or testing something differently, knowing that that could be potentially an issue? Um, I know that. So Adrian, he works with FNX, who also, and he also works with Brute. And so anything that comes from Adrian, I know it's going to be fine. So I don't take anything but their stuff. Yeah, I mean, it, people don't realize that could be. I mean, these supplements are being made in these factories where they can yeah, have yeah. anything going on in there. Yep. All right. Well. One question I always like to ask, and now you're young, so I'm anxious to see what the answer is going to be. A book that you recommend? I was ready for this one. All right, cool. <laughs> um, my it can't favorite... be a, it can't be a uh, like textbook from high school either. Okay, okay, that's fair. I wouldn't recommend a textbook. Those are boring. Um, my favorite book, one that like I could not set down, was David Goggins' "Can't Hurt Me." I just read that earlier this year. That was amazing. Yeah, it's just a really cool book. Um, you learn so much about mindset and just what your body and mind can do. Good. Do you, do you think what goes through your mind when you're competing? You know, the average, you know, like David Goggins says in the book, like 40%, right? That's what most of us are putting out there. And I know that's true. There are definitely workouts that I'm giving 40%, even though in my mind, sometimes I feel like it's a hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. What, what are some of the thoughts that go through your mind when you're, heading into the pain cave of CrossFit workouts? Um, I think it's a lot easier in competition when you're doing that because you have the environment that you're in. But in training, you have to fight through it. You have to know, like, it's all going to pay off in the end. It's going to suck right now. But if you want, like Matt Frazier always says, if he wants to have that great moment in front of people, he's got to have a lot of crappy moments by himself along in the gym. So, and then one thing I always tell myself is champions don't feel bad for themselves. You got to just, you want to win, you got to do what you got to do. Do you feel like you're giving, you know, if if you're giving 100% of the games, are you giving that same effort in every single workout you do? Or is that yeah. hard to replicate? Are you, you really feel as if that's what's going um, any day mat programs for you you're giving that same no different than if you were next to your buddies at the games the goal is to give 100 percent of whatever you have that day that's something i've learned like some days are off but if you just give what you can that day then that's that's your 100 percent for the day I, I like that have after reading that book is any part of you thinking about joining the military becoming a special forces whether it's navy army um I've always respected the military a ton. I don't know if like I would go into it, but like if there's like a draft or anything like that and they needed people, I would go. 
Yeah, that book, when you're reading it, you're just like, I, I need to do this. I want to yeah. challenge yourself. Um, but yeah, that was, that's exciting. And, and, and that mindset piece is, how important do you think that is to you out there? Is that, if, if I were to say, because look, at, at any given, say Dave Castro's programming this year, there's 10 of you. He can program any which way that one mm-hmm. of you wins. What, yeah. what allows Dallin to rise above everybody? What is it about you? The mindset. That's like, like uh, especially in the teenage division, some of the kids haven't quite learned that yet. And I personally know anyone there can beat me. Um, I think I beat them mentally before I beat them physically. That Yeah, I love it. Do you have any celebration planned when you win the 2019 CrossFit Games? Um, I'm going to eat my donuts that I get every time. Where do you get your donuts from in Madison? Uh, nowhere in particular. I just like donuts. All right. <laughs> so that's just kind of what we do. And then... I'll go enjoy playing football, uh, senior year of high school. Not really celebrating that. It's kind of school, but yeah, your coaches, your coaches are going to be okay with you missing a couple of practices. Yeah, they'll be fine with it. They'll be fine. And they check out me. and check out Ian's Pizza. Yes, I will. All right. Well, Dallin, where can everybody find you on on the interwebs? Um, my Instagram is Dallin Pepper and then CF. And that's about all I use. So. <laughs> all right. This has been really great. Interesting talking to you. I, I really enjoy learning a bit about you. You are uh, wise for your years, which is really cool. And our mutual friend, Matt, has nothing but amazing things to say about you. And he's clearly rubbing off well because he is a good dude. So Yes, yes I, I appreciate it. Hopefully I will see you in Madison. We're not sure if we'll be there judging or not yet this year, but I will be rooting for you and i'm anxious to watch you with your buddies now now that i know I'm yeah see what this interaction is like and um you know when matt frazier i forget what workout he won but he kind of pulled out some water bottles and started handing them out <laughs> to the competitors you remember <laughs> yeah. that workout yep. i remember thinking that is such a mind like over like oh yeah like he just was like hey i'm good you guys need water i i'd like to i'd like to see you do that this year mind games are fun Mind yep. games are fun. Well, well, thanks so much. Um, and I got to give a shout out to your parents. They're doing it right. So I don't know if they're Appreciate around, it. but uh, let them know from this brief interaction that it's well and uh, apparent that they're doing a good job. So that's, that's hard work these days. <laughs> Thank sure. you. I appreciate it. You got it. Well, thanks a lot. And now we'll see you out in Madison. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks again for listening to Best Hour of Their Day. Take a moment, head over to the Apple Podcast app or Spotify or Google or whatever you use and leave us a review. It really means a lot to us and it's what allows us to spread the word. Also, share this with your friends, your family, your coworkers. Tell everybody at the box to listen to Best Hour of their day and let us know what we can do to provide you a better experience. Do you have topics you want us to talk about, people you want us to interview? We are here for you the community. We're here to give back and we hope you've enjoyed this episode of Best Hour of Their Day.